I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, my name's Beth Murray, And if you'd like to hear funny people talk about giving birth, then have I got the podcast for you. Poor Richard, he made the <laughs> schoolboy <laughs> error of standing up see the baby while I was on the operating table and I think that's really not recommended <laughs> you were scarred for life he was scarred for life in the latest series of one torn every minute a whole labor ward of new guests tell me their birth stories in hilarious and graphic detail gas and air can suck my that's one torn every minute available now on all good podcast platforms I suppose you wouldn't do it at all would you if you really thought about it the following podcast is a member of the great big owl family Hello, darlings. Welcome to the Anna Man podcast. I'm Anna Man, actress, singer, welder, gotta have a backup, siren of the stage and screen. These are my memories. I am Anna Man. Anna Man is who I am. I am Anna Man. That's too high, darling. I did say that. I did say that. Hey, yes, it's me, Anna Man, actor, singer, topiarist, topiarist, is that how you say it? Topiarist, topiarist, what is it? What is a topiarist, you might be wondering. You don't know, do you? I know you don't know. I can feel that you don't know. Well, I only know because I googled it. Yes, it's cutting hedges. That's right, it's someone who cuts hedges into interesting and remarkable shapes for cash, you see. I've started doing it. I'm attempting to bring in a bit more dosh, because all the theatres are closed. So I've started selling myself as a topiarist or topiarist. It would help if I knew how to say it. What I do is, you'll see at the minute, try and earn some wages. I got kicked off the um, delivery van, by the way. That's gone kaput, because I kept calling Asda's Asda, which is actually the correct way to say it, but they took offence. Apparently I was upsetting them and being patronising. Fuck em. Anyway, the point is that I'm constantly looking for money. So I've started Googling interesting jobs and then just seeing if I can do it, sort of telling everyone that's what I do and seeing if people will fall for it. So I tell people, darlings, just give me £100 and I'll cut your hedge in any style you like, as long as it's the style of a slightly smaller hedge. Had some really exciting news recently. I was up for the new James Bond. Yes, you know about the new James Bond. I believe they're calling... What are they calling it now? What are they calling it now? No Time to Die. But I was on it, I think this was the early days. So it was originally titled, um, what was it? Why Aren't You Bloody Dead Yet? Or something like that. You may remember from the celebrity goss, Daniel Craig was still umming and ahhing about whether he could bring himself to possibly do it again and get all that fucking cash. Oh, I hate to be typecast, you know, the kind of person. So I went down to the set. I thought, fuck it, Daniel, if you're going to muck about, I'm going to give it a go. So I went down to the set and I just started pretending to shoot people. And a lot of them thought I was pretty good, actually. And I feel I did get quite close to landing the role once my agent had bailed me out of jail. First female James Bond. And why the fuck not? 
but the studio, of course, were cowards, as they always are. Oh, we're going to cast a middle-aged white man as Bond. Well, what a surprise. Unbelievable. Honestly, it's ridiculous. I really think so. I think if I had my way, apart from me, if I had my way, and I honestly think I'd give this a go, I honestly don't think it would change the film at all. If I had my way, Bond would be an eight-year-old Korean woman in a wheelchair. And why not? Why the he- You tell me one reason why not. But it'll never happen, of course. Studios are too scared of upsetting the haters, the geeks. Fuck. Stunt casting. That's what makes things exciting. That's what I told them. Stunt casting. I've cast some right stunts in my time. God, it's raining outside. Is it raining where you are? It's really raining here. Chucking it down. Outside and inside, sadly. Sue set the sprinklers off again. She's been burning photographs of Joe Biden. This QAnon thing has really gotten out of control. I think I told you before that she started getting sucked into these right-wing conspiracies. She's not well. She really isn't. She's been trying to cast spells to make Donald Trump win. He stands up for the little man. She's not well. I said, Sue, you're as tall as a house and not a man, arguably. It's incredible we've got a sprinkler system in the house, to be honest. My daughter Mahogany set it up to stop me cooking my flambe Finder's crispy pancakes. She's such a bore. Really starting to put a foot down, you know. Rules, rules, rules. It's like being back at bloody school. If you're going to live under my roof, then you need to start behaving by the rules, she says. Fuck, she's so dull. Which means no more morning screaming. No more morning screaming, Hog. Are you serious? I've been morning screaming for 25 years. It's an incredible technique I learned for relaxation. For yourself, not anyone else, obvs. I learnt it, or learnt... Is it learnt or learned? Learnt? Learned or learnt? Learnt? Can't be learnt, can it? I learnt it in Tibet. Well, I thought it was Tibet. It was actually Runcorn. Long story involving an acid trip and a very big con. But the point is, my guru at the time, and yes, he turned out to not really be a guru, but anyway... He taught me how to morning scream. You get up. As soon as you wake up, before you do anything, before you even fart, you scream as loud as you can for a good 20 minutes and you get all the anguish, all the tension out of your body before breakfast, you'll see. It's very powerful. Led to six of my 12 divorces. Hogg finds it unbearable, especially as we're currently sharing a bedroom. Well, I can't sleep in my room. It's soaked through from all the sprinklers. So yes, no morning screaming, no dashing. I love to dash about when I'm crossing a room. It's a thing I do, just to keep everyone on their toes. You know, I start dashing about. I learnt it when I was doing TV read-throughs, you know, read-throughs for new TV shows. You turn up at these things, everyone's sort of sizing each other up. You know, what part have you got? Are you one of the unfortunates known as the readers? I.e. you don't have an actual part, you're just reading in for all the parts that haven't been cast. Sadly, this is what I was often doing. I would often get a part like old woman farting in the corner, stuff like that. There's a lot about farting this week, isn't there? And quite right, too. And everyone's always very kind, but basically everyone's looking at you in absolute pity as you're attempting to ingratiate yourself with a casting director. So, what I did to try and get a bit more attention, I developed a system of trying to make myself more noticed by dashing. And when I say dashing, I just mean sudden little movements. Dash, 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 across the room. You'll just stand there, wait... They're all chatting, people are chatting, people are, oh yes, I worked with you, and blah, blah, blah. Then you just dash, dash straight across, straight through people, dash, 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 grab something, dash back. Who was that dashing, they ask? It really does make people notice you, you know. 
And sometimes you can do it during the read-through because they always have coffee and donuts and stuff at the table at the back. So sometimes you sort of just get up during the read-through if it's a bit boring and you go and get some, you know. But what I do is I get up, coiled up like a spring, then I dash, 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 across the room, grab a croissant, something like that, and then dash, dash, dash back. And as you're dashing, you normally bump into someone, you know, one of the important actors, and you knock some scripts off the table or something. I once knocked David Tennant's face straight into his granola. He was furious in a lovely sort of way. But the point is, everyone in the room is going to remember you, right? I mean, they hate you implicitly, but they remember you. And there's nothing worse in acting than not being remembered. You don't want to end up like Silly Billy Crilly. Where's the jam? Remember that? No, of course you don't. Anyway, my dashing has been banned. You see, not only do I do it in read-throughs, I also do it in the house. You know, I'll, I'll be sat chatting in the kitchen to Sue, the doorbell will go, dash, 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 you know, knocking everything over. Banned, right? So morning screaming, banned. Dashing, banned. No screaming, no dashing, no midnight snacks, no using cups for ashtrays, no smoking, so that defeats the previous one anyway. I'm not really a smoker, only a social one. I'll only smoke Sue Clinchers. I mean, she's been off them for years, but I make her buy them and then I smoke them. What else? No burying things in the garden. No using the washing machine as a sex aid. It's ridiculous. It's awful. It really is. I feel like I'm back at school. God, that's a nightmare I never wanted to relive. Hated school. I don't know about you. How did you find school? I was very lanky, you know, a very lanky, awkward girl. Very tall and lanky. Terrible at sports. Always used to be me and Sue last in the race, you know. Not to be mean, but Sue was a very big girl, really big and asthmatic, and her legs would often just not bother to work, or she was lazy. We don't know. We still don't. She's not well, bless her. But the point is, it would always be those two at the back, you know. And she'd often beat me. And I'd be like, what the fuck is happening? Why can I not win this race? I mean, a lot of the time it was because I was just nattering and didn't hear the starting whistle, you know. Then, fuck, dash, 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 but too late. God, school was awful. It really was. You know, nowadays, the young people, they have no idea. Bless you, you are the future, but you have no idea what we went through back then. We were brutalised. Genuinely, we were absolutely brutalised. We had this one evil fucking teacher, Mrs B, evil old cow, hated me from the beginning, from the beginning, because I answered back, you see, because I dared to stand up for myself. Right from the beginning, she hated me. Right from day one, I think... I think what it was that pissed her off was I announced my arrival into the classroom on day one, right? Like I was sort of off stage on an off stage mic type thing, you know. All the other first years gathering in the classroom for the first time, she's about to, you know, say hello, welcome to the school, all that stuff. I'm waiting behind the door. When I hear a silence, or don't hear a silence, can you hear a silence? When I don't hear, no, you, silence. I announce, ladies and gentlemen, because you could say that back then, you know, before I became very woke. Nowadays, I usually say folks or, or you lot. But in the 1960s, non-binary gender was very much not the main topic of the latest issue of Bunty, if you know what I mean. Anyway, all the kids are there in the classroom. I stand outside, deliberately a little late, clutching a can of Tizer. Nowadays, it would be a latte, of course. Mrs. B, about to speak, introduce herself to her new victims. Suddenly, a trumpet. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls... Please welcome future star of stage and screen. It's Anna Man in I strut full stage makeup. And I perform at the whole class. I think I did the opening to Oklahoma. You know, there's a bright golden thing on the meadow or whatever it goes. You know, 
I would perform the entire song to rapturous applause from my fellow school kids. They crowd around me, amazed by my ability. I pause, waiting for Mrs. B's response. God, oh God, I mean, I've gone in with a big gamble here. I've started my first day at school by opening a musical. How is she going to respond? Is she going to love it or just adore it? I'm waiting there on tenterhooks. Is it ten? I, now, this is a little thing. Is it tenderhooks or tent-to-hooks? Do you tend to hooks? Do you understand? Or is it like tentacle hooks? Or tender, as in sore hooks? Either way, Sue's got both. Anyway, I'm waiting for the response. Slam. The lid of my desk goes down. On my fingers. Fuck, you cunt! I scream at her. <gasps> Even worse. Audible gasp from the audience. I have never seen such insolence. This is Mrs B. I have never seen such insolence in all my years teaching here. Never! Yes, I say, but did you like it? What is your name, child? Anna Henry Mann, mother wanted a boy. And you like to perform, do you? Well, if you mean do I like to delve deep into the very fibre of my being and come up for air with the lost pearls of my soul, then, well, yeah, sure. And are you a fan of Shakespeare? Bill Shakes? He's like a father to me. At which point Mrs. B pulls out a huge copy of the complete works, half the size of me and twice as heavy. She slams it into my tiny hands and pushes me outside. Well, why don't you perform open air for us, she says. Out in the freezing cold I stand, not even a warm-up. And I'm forced to perform, perform the entire works of Bill Shakes, not allowed food or water or even to come back inside till I've finished. That's the kind of level of brutality those teachers did to us. So that was basically my first term at school. Didn't actually meet any of the class until winter. She was determined to break me, but no, I was too damn stubborn. I would not let her win. Out there in the cold, I performed all day and all night. Mum was with her new husband, Ron, by this point. This was long after Dad had been finished off by his ridiculous asbestos hat. I don't think she was even aware I hadn't come home. So yes, we did have it tough. And not just the teachers. They were a hard bunch, our parents. They really were, twisted and warped by the war. No wonder my generation's all fucking nuts and destroying the planet. We just want some fucking attention, for God's sakes. I will have your attention if it means I have to burn down an entire rainforest to get it. What do you want me to do? Kill a sloth? I'll do it. I'll kill a sloth. Just give me some love. Is that what you want? Me to kill a sloth? I don't care. We're brutalised. We don't know, you see. We don't know what love is. We're too broken. We can't understand that feeling of being love. All my husbands, I've told them all, even John Smells, Smellsy, you can love me all you like, but I won't know because I can't understand it. I love you, Anna, says Sue Clinch. Ha! No, thank you. I've seen your sort of love, Sue. I saw what you did to that dashund that you loved. I was only squeezing it. Yes, like a tube of bloody toothpaste. Poor thing went from being a sausage dog to a pepperami. We had a real hard time explaining that to Hog. It was her girlfriend's dog. She was looking after it. Fuck. That's all gone wrong. She's got this lovely girlfriend. I haven't met her yet. I'm not allowed to meet her. I'm not allowed to speak to her. Anyway, apparently it's all gone wrong. They're splitting up. Hog's absolutely broken. She really is. I said, Hog, I'll fix it. I'm great with girlfriends. I'll help you. She said, no, I don't want you here. She's coming round later. She says, I don't want you here. I don't want you here, mother. Ugh. I don't want you to mess this one up. You can stay in your room. More rules. All the time, you see. Rules, rules, rules. I'm sick of it. 
and they've had this big fight, they're probably splitting up, and she'll blame me if it all falls apart, even though I haven't even met her. I always get the blame. God, this is all getting me down. Look, darlings, I tell you what, I'm going to log off for a bit and go on the washing machine. I'll be back later. All right, love you. Bye. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, hi there. This is Reverend Mark Klein, hashtag the trendy vicar. I'm here to tell you about a brand new podcast I've started, all about how it may not seem it, but Christianity is maybe one of the coolest things out there. And it's all because of something that I guess was kind of the closest thing to a podcast 2,000 years ago. It's something called the Bible. Now, the Bible won't teach you how to log on to Twitter or Facebook. It won't get you a million hits on YouTube or show you how to build up your following on TikTok. It's not chock full of LOLs or IMHOs. You can't use a Bible to take a selfie. You can try, but it doesn't have a camera in it, so it just won't work. But it does have some interesting thoughts, many of which are pretty relevant to your life right now. It was written by a really interesting guy. No, it wasn't Kanye West giving us his latest rap-off. It wasn't Ricky Gervais giving us another of his hilarious sick comedies. It was a guy some of you might have heard of, actually. His name's God. Now, he didn't write it on a MacBook Air. He didn't self-publish it to Amazon. He didn't download it as an app. In fact, I'm not sure how he wrote it. I'm not entirely sure he has fingers. This new podcast is all about this geezer, God. And he's still giving a special gift. Maybe not a thousand likes for your Snapchat picture of a sex-on-the-beach cocktail. He's not going to reveal the plot of the latest Fast and the Furious movie. But he might make you think about stuff. So come on, tune in to Hashtag The Trendy Vicar. And let's see how cool this God guy really is. I mean, he's not the same as at home with the Kardashians. He doesn't really Hello again, morning, darlings. I'm back. I'm back. Right, it stopped raining finally, inside at least, thanks to Orla. Lovely Orla, Hog's girlfriend. I did meet her after all. She managed to turn off the sprinkler system at last. Lovely Orla. What a marvellous girl she is. Fuck! 
beautiful. She's like a Hungarian Grace Jones. Strong, lithe, and you know she really knows what she wants. She really does, and I really love that. She's really strong and powerful. I said to Hog, I said in front, I said Hog, because you see, Hog had barred me from being there. She sent me up to my bedroom, but I had to come down because I said, sorry, I thought we were being burgled. And she said, but it was me. You could hear my voice, mother. And I said, well, while I'm here, I might as well meet her. I said, Hog, don't you dare let this one go. Don't you dare. She's gorgeous. She's good with her hands. We need a new handyman or woman or etc. The last one refused to come back when Sue Clinch tried to make him fix her dripping tap, so to speak. And she adored me, Orla. She really did. We hit it off immediately. She was immediately saying, no, 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 Mahogany, let her stay. You know, much to Hogg's obvious chagrin. Chagrin means annoyance. Don't worry, I had to Google it too. And she was telling me her story. She'd fled persecution back home because they really are awful there. And it's going the same way here. I said, don't you worry, you beautiful star. You've always got a place to stay here. Even if we have to kick Sue out. Don't worry, six months of the year she spends in the woods anyway. I even offered to call her parents and give them a bloody telling off, you know. Hog got all embarrassed because I started telling Orla about how amazing Hog was and so on, you know, saying she's really good, you should stay with her, honestly. I know she's a bit annoying, a bit, you know, right on, but honestly, once you peel back all that, she can be quite fun. Hog kept trying to get me to leave. I said, all right, fine, I get it, I get it. You want to play a bit of hide the sausage, as Smelsey used to say, although I'm not sure what you call it, I don't know, rummage in the lettuce, perhaps, which Orla found very funny. Well, you know what I'm like. Once I've got an audience, I can't stop it. I have to start performing, despite Hog trying to kick me out. I'll stay for a bit, Hog. You two have had a big fight. You need Mama to clear things up. Come on, girls, let's break out the booze. I'll do my party piece, which is where I play the hilarious character Dame Frances du Spaghetti, who's sort of like a failed actress who's always pissed and can't get any work. You know, very well observed, if I say so myself. She's actually like a lot of those sort of old actresses you meet, you know, who are just always banging on about their failed careers while pissed on gin and so on, which Orla loved. Then I made her some gin and tonics and I put on my showreel just to get Orla's opinion. She thought it was all very good. I went through all my dramatic range in front of her, performed highlights from Rogue Baker, Flash in the Pan and so on. Then I started crying for about half an hour, you know, because it made me remember some of the people we've lost and so on and how I hadn't got anything coming up and I was stuckling with Hog. And then I got out the exercise bike and I challenged everyone to a race, so that was fun. Then I did a bit of dashing around, dashing, dashing, dashing. I showed all of my dashing. She thought it was great. Then I got out the karaoke box. Unfortunately, it only had my old show tunes on it, so no one else knew the words. So it was just me singing for a good couple of hours. Then I made a load of space cakes and we watched some of my old performances on YouTube. It really was a wonderful evening for everyone. Anyway, I'm sat on the sofa watching a bit of Rogue Baker and I look at the time... Oh my gosh, it's well into the early hours. I turn around, but Hog and Orla fast asleep on the sofa. The two of them lying there, wrapped around each other, the image of a young love. I drape a blanket over them, and I leave them there, and I head upstairs to my very damp bed. Push off Sue, and as I lay there, absolutely tripping my tits off from the space cakes till morning, I think, you know what? Maybe I do serve a bit of a purpose after all. Maybe mums ain't so bad. Not my mum, obviously. She's a fucking monster. And you know what, darlings? Just now, I woke up and I heard them downstairs chatting in the kitchen like lovebirds again. Good job, Anna, if I say so myself. Right then. Time for my morning scream. 
to the Anna Man podcast, created, written and performed by Colin Holt, edited by the wonderful Dan Snellgrove and inspired by the repellent Sue Clinch. You can support our incredible work by going to patreon.com slash Man or ko-fi.com slash Man. You can also hire Anna for your own private Zoom parties. It really is a tremendous way to spend an evening with friends and has been going down phenomenally well. Send an email to colinholtcomedy at gmail.com or if you'd like a lovely birthday message, video or audio email to the same and if you'd like to hire colin or anna for gigs or events contact united agents please follow us both on facebook twitter instagram and youtube by looking up anna man actress or colin holt comedy and never the twain shall meet greatbigowl.com Hello, my name is Pete Ellison. This is Dave Cribb. Hello, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends, as you might have guessed from the music that's playing underneath, uh, which is a sort of lo-fi rendition of the Friends theme tune for rights reasons. We get a different guest on every week on our podcast to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. And we look through it in excruciating detail. We pick through levels of plots like no one has ever done before. So if you like Friends or just listening to people talking, which are both valid activities, do look us up on the old podcast app and that friends with friends and we're on twitter at friends wf when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.